What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. Hello, Devin. I just, man, every time I start this podcast, it seems like my audio jumps up. I try to change it, but what are you going to do? <laughs> All right, Dev, what do you got for us this evening? I, I, I'm debating whether to let you know <laughs> what the author was to start out with. Okay. Um, no, I'll, I'll just go for it. I'll go for it. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> With a bark and a grin, he cruises by, the sun setting in the desert sky. He's living a life in the fast lane. With Alfie behind the wheel, it's never mundane. But as the night falls, Alfie slows down and pulls into a motel in some small town. He parks his car and stretches his legs and sniffs the air the scent of adventure still begs. I like that line, especially. For Alfie, a dog of the road, a wanderer at heart. And with his trusty car, he's ready to depart. <laughs> now, right. the we listen to this one yeah the the one line he parks his car and stretches his legs and sniffs the air the scent of adventure still begs yeah. now that's a clever double meaning Right with a dog, yeah. <laughs> and the, the the reason I'm impressed and and afraid about it is that's a poem I asked Chat GTP to compose, <laughs> and all I said was make a poem. Well, I, I did say in the style of Hunter S. Thompson, so right, okay. so it is kind of like an adventure, right? And with my about my dog Alfie riding driving a car, <laughs> and that's what it came up with. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That is. I was thinking, like, as you were going through it, that it was, uh, I mean, it's about Alfie the dog, which is not a, like, completely foreign dog name, you know, I would think. Right. Um, so I was like, either that's something that, like, Caitlin wrote or something that you wrote or <laughs> something that, you know, a buddy of yours wrote or something, you know, I was like. But I assumed like, it was either something that, like, someone who knew your dog named Alfie wrote it or... It's just a coincidence that it was like Alfie the dog driving a car. You know, it's like, it's a funny thing. Isn't it weird? <laughs> yeah. It's really, That's wild. really weird. And it, and I saw it writing it in real time. It's just line by line. In about, you know, 10 seconds, it was all there. Yeah. That's crazy. So you, you jumped on the uh, AI train, tested it out. I wanted to try it. Yeah. It's wild. And I also had I it. I haven't done anything with it. I had to compose a letter to someone at work. Which I didn't use. But yeah. I was like, "Hey, I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to relay this, this, and this. How best to say it?" And it's amazing. It like, I mean, you can, well, you can, you could work on it a little bit. You know, obviously right. make it your own, but right. I mean, it'll write you a full email with like yeah, good, with like good points. You know, like yeah. 
it's amazing. Oh. Yeah, that's the. Um, I mean, I've heard a little bit about AI here and there, and heard people's take on you know the possibility of you know like a college student writing a term paper just with an AI doing it for them. Oh, for sure. You know, like that's crazy, and because it's because it's pulling from obviously every source of information that it can on the internet. Right. There's no way to track track it for like you know because it's not pulling from one or two sources. It's pulling from everything and then just spitting back out information that sounds like a real person. Right, and you can it, just you know? and you can just change it enough because yeah. it's already not a direct copy. It's just right. It's correct. It's, it's it's copying style. It's not even really doing that. It's just from the little I knows. It's just basically guessing the best next word. Right. But because it has such a huge library of knowledge, it can guess that in almost any context. Right. Um, but yeah, what a crazy thing. And, and I mean, I'm sure you've seen it and like the idea of it, it, I mean, they also have programs that make art now, like, um, yep. Mm-hmm. Our friend Tom, um, you know, he's a digital artist yeah, and I've seen, artist, I, yeah. I've seen him. He actually did a, um, on his YouTube channel. Was it term turbo turbo Simons turbo yep. Simons? That's his YouTube channel. And, and, He's on some other stuff, but he does some great, really great videos of him um, showing what he does and, and doing full drawings from scratch a lot of times. But I think yeah, one he did, it. he pulled up one of those things, one of those drawings. Oh, cool. Like uh, <laughs> a sci-fi robot on the beach doing this. Right. And then it, it mm. does it. And then he tried to do his own. And I mean, it's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. You know, I'm like, right. I'm torn because it's. It's an amazing piece of technology, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, just the the idea of that it can do some all this stuff for you, you know, like, I don't know, that's tough. Like, it, it begs the question of like how important it is to be original, mm-hmm. you know, like if if this thing can do something, if it can write a paper for you. And it sounds completely good and, and like a normal person would have written it or talked, you know, talked through normal conversation. Then like, why would we not use it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and if that's your, if that's your mentality, why not use it? Then, then how do you, like, how do you convince people that they should write something on their own when they can do that? And it comes up with something that sounds really good and then maybe you just make a few changes here and there for a few like little bits of terminology that you would change. And then there you go. And if it can do it so well, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a it, weird one. It's um, a weird moral dilemma. Yeah. I think it's, it will be past what we can handle before we can handle it. Right. right? Like it's already, all these things kind of happen in the shadows in like the nerdy tech shadows and then you get little bits and stuff like that. Like that's the first time I've read that something like Mm -hmm. that or made anything like that, but that's been going on for years, but it's just getting, now everyone's getting access to it. So what is, what has already happened or is about to be released? That's been brewing. And then in five years it will be, I mean, you're not going to, it's just going to write emails for you. Right. It's, yeah. It's, it'll be like the autocorrect of, or the Googling. Like, you don't have to know it. Just say, hey, write an email to this person. Um, yeah. Telling them why I have to let them go. Uh, I think a lot of them, and I'll give them a good reference. And then, right. does it real quick. 
you know, and then you're like, oh no, that sounds great, you know, and then it's right, or like change a word here or there, and then you're or good. a paper on on whatever the question is that they want the essay through in in school, yeah. like, hey, why is this important? Um, tell me about these three points and what you would do to improve upon blah blah blah. Right. They just take your question and punch that into the next iteration of ChatGTP, and it's yep, it'll do it for you. Yeah, that's crazy. Maybe yeah. maybe it will. Um, guess it'll change up maybe how like how you show your understanding of a topic in school it won't be essays anymore or it won't be you know just homework like that so i'm like well now we're gonna have to talk it out because you know yeah you know i can tell unless you write it right in front of me everyone's gonna be using stuff like that so it's not gonna that doesn't show your an essay won't show your comprehension of a subject anymore right exactly it'll just be okay well Let's all come in class and discuss it. Yep. You know, and we're in just person. gonna have to talk. Yeah. yeah. Each person come to me and and we'll we'll talk to it. And like you can't you can't just write an essay. Well, but but the problem also is or not the problem, but another another twist of that is something like what I'm doing, which is all online classes to get my, you know, certificate teacher certification. Like how do they mm-hmm. how do you stop that? Right? I yeah. mean, so there's because with um online or just plagiarism in general, you can search, you can do online searches for plagiarism and it'll search the entire, you know, online database for what you already wrote, you know, but, but that's word for word. Mm -hmm. So is there something then do you, you have to write in, you know, teachers now write into their syllabus. Like you cannot use artificial, you know, AI to write your paper. And it's a, it's a, um, you know, honor system, like, cause they can't check it, you know? Like, yeah, know, but what happens if you're if it's last minute and you know you don't know it, but you need this grade to pass right. or you don't yeah. know the specific thing they're talking about? People are going to use it instead of fail. Right. Of everyone's course. everyone's honorable until you're presented with something that's going to make you not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. It's easy to be honorable when you're not tempted to do anything, but when yeah. you're it's like, "Hey, either I put all this money into this class or whatever or mm-hmm. or you're a student and you're going to go back it's finals like yeah i don't think i can make it unless i have this thing make my paper they're going to yeah. use it and right just, and just take chances like oh well either i'm going to fail or they're going to catch me trying to cheat yeah yeah i don't know that's crazy right cuz then and then you're like you, then you're passing a class which is saying that you are competent in that field or whatever that you know course information was and then you go into the field that you're going, you know, that you're studying for, but I don't know. Yeah, that's that's oh, that's crazy. But if you can find all that information online, it's so readily available. Then it's almost like it almost begs the question of: Do we need to know all this stuff, or can we just use the internet? <laughs> to, to, well, it all it all depends, right? If it's doing stuff with your hands, or you're a doctor, or you're an engineer. You have right. to have that stuff loaded into your brain already as you're working right. through it. Right. But yeah, yeah if, it, if, if it is, um, whatever, writing certain things, or I think there's going to be a lot of, like, design firms out of gigs real quick. Mm-hmm. You know? Because it's... You can already get templates, and there's already a million websites out there that give you a beautiful website and template. And right. you throw a... Um, and it'll give you a... Um, a logo and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It'll give you a choice of 30 generated logos in two seconds. 
So right. Now it'll, it'll be that plus like so a lot of that stuff will fall, I think. Yeah, and also yeah, right. You get the thirty, and then if it's if you want to make a slight change, you're like, okay, well now add this type of thing, and then it gives you thirty more that are an iteration of that original one you liked plus a little bit changed. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. So and and then it will do your logo, and then you can type in what you want it to say, and it'll write you a beautiful piece on your company. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then you'll have yeah. everything. Yeah, I think it'll just shift like everything always shifts. But it is right. It is pretty crazy for uh, I think a lot of people. It's it's uh, yeah, and it's it's um kind of interesting that it's happening at the same time. There's a resurgence sort of the last like ten years in in making things with your hands. Yeah. You know, like blacksmithing and leatherwork and knife making and woodwork. Like there's this kind of resurgence of, of going back to the basics and making things and doing things. You know, like people are buying anvils more now than ever. You know, like even when right. like you know, when it was like people buying them because there were blacksmiths in every town. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's crazy. It's a crazy boom for 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 making things doing things with your hands and at the same time there's the technology is going so far that and we have a such a resource of knowledge online that at the same time digitally things can just happen for you right so it's like the full other end of the spectrum yeah. it's it's a it's a weird <laughs> dichotomy that we're like we're faced with here and you know and i would like the the difference is maybe it's maybe it's that specifically because technology has moved so far forward and it's so like it's so the ability for it to do something for you is so advanced mm. that maybe that's why people are now you know in the last 10 years or whatever backing out of that and thinking like I want to do something real you know with my hands right. because I'm so it's because I'm so everything's so easily accessible on your phone you know so right. it's like for one all the information in the world is accessible like all right how do I forge a you know, a leaf shape that looks like a, a ginkgo leaf, you know, and you just search it online. They give you all the information, shows you this, here's a how to video. Bam. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's all there. So, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Well, for now, I bet, I, I bet, I think we probably have 30 more years until like a humanoid robot can do anything that we can do with our hands. Right. And better. Because we already have the, I mean, like you look at like um, Boston Dynamics and all these things, these robots right, yeah. that can run, jump, spin, and do all these things, and um, that's just going to get lighter and smarter. And I mean, it, you you can already put something like a Chat GTP. I saw there's a there's a video game that uses it. Oh, so wow. any NPC, any um, non-player character, you know, normally like oh in a yep. town you walk up and you talk to them. And they'll have like three lines of dialogue that just cycle right. through. Yeah. Now you can ask it anything, and it'll give yeah. you a answer in that style of whatever the game developer wants it to be. Right. Like, hey, it's an angry um, cowboy. Yeah. And and he's drunk. And anything you ask it in the world, it will in real time respond to that. Right through the lens of you know, through the lens tell me of, tell me about the nuclear physics through the lens of a drunk <laughs> cowboy. You know, like, like ah, what are you talking about? I don't know what you blah blah blah, and then he'll go yeah, on right. about some mission yeah, he needed to. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you can take that; they're already doing that, and you can put mm -hmm. that into one of these robots that can walk around. 
yeah and chat with you and like like people think that you're not going to want to be friends with these things but then like we all love like fantasy like r2d2 and c3po yeah right like in the movies when they die or they get hurt we feel bad for them yeah like of course we'll like them like they'll probably be some of our best friends by the time we're like old like you know yeah, because 30 years, that's will be 70. <laughs> yeah, they'll be hanging out with us, like, chatting about whatever we want to chat about. Right. And yeah. it'll just be, you'll know right what you want to talk about. Yeah, it's it's a, <laughs> it's a weird concept. It's just so foreign, you know, mm-hmm. It's or it's becoming less and less foreign. But mm-hmm. it's still, yeah, that's, I think that's a good example that you talk about, like, C-3PO and R2-D2. Right. You know, these super lovable characters. That's one thing that they never really talk about in the Star Wars movies. The the idea of AI being good or bad. Because there are good and bad robots. Right. And they all have... they all They're all, like, viewed and interacted with as if they were normal thinking people. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's like the, like the creators, obviously George Lucas and everyone else who created and produced those movies, just like that had to have come up at some point. You know, like are these just characters like any other normal character who have, uh, like, who can think right and wrong and will make the correct decisions based off of morals? You know, like, right. and and because that's what that's the way it seems throughout all of the movies, all the Star Wars movies that they just have just decided like, yeah, it's going to be a robot character, but all of our characters are going to have the same type of moral compass to a degree. But I mean, then you have bad robots that are for whatever the empire. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So but it's but like, they're like program them, but maybe you like yeah. program them that way for life or something. You know, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, but they're, they're just bad. You know, they're not like it, to me, robots aren't bad or good. They're just logical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it's purely a numbers game when it's a computer. Well, yeah. But then that's well, that's when Terminator or 2001 happens. Because exactly. it's just being logical. It's going, hey, we got a mission to do. Yeah. And then the dumb human saying, well, no, I don't want to do that mission because I'm scared for my life. And right. the computer just says, well, th- your life doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter right. in the grand scale. I'm just going to get this mission done. Yeah. They got it. Right. And that's like, that's what the, 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 all of the robot or the, you know, artificial intelligence in the Star Wars movies, they don't have that. There's not that type of like, I mean, I guess they, they probably do, but I mean, they, they also yeah, they have, have the like droids. A moral compass. Yeah, yeah. But they have, yeah, they have bad guy droids and, and yeah, but right. they just seem to be like soldiers on the other side. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's maybe just what it'll be, but uh, I think we'll all definitely accept it real quick. Like, right. I mean, even the joke or the joke my wife and I always make, it's like, look, we don't want like Alexa or a lot of these things. It seems like a big, a big privacy give, you know? Yeah. Because they're constantly listening and who knows what down the road they'll, anything will be used for Who Who knows what? But yeah. that's, you know, you don't want that if you can help it. But then we're like, well, once instead of like, oh, you can give up your privacy because it can turn the lights on and, like, play a song. Right. We're always yeah. like, well, those are the easiest things in the world to do. Once right. it can do laundry and cook dinner, then, then fine. Yeah. <laughs> fine. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. You have access. <laughs> yeah. Once it yeah. once it can do the hardest <laughs> things that we do, the, like the, the most time-consuming things, yeah, but for now I can turn my lights on and, and put a, play play music on my 
Like, I don't need yeah. anything to do that. Yeah, if I can go down the shop and keep on working and hanging out and doing what I want to do while the while the robot does all the shitty stuff, you know, all yeah. the chores. Cooking, then, laundry. Yeah. By the time you get up, everything's ready. Yeah, house is clean. Like, it'll sit down with you, chat with uh-huh. you. Oh, how was, how's the shop? I heard this. And... <laughs> You know, yeah, that's, that's when... crazy. And yeah, like you said, that in the way, like the speed, the how fast was that? It's the um, the the rate of climb, right? It's getting faster and faster. Technology is getting is growing faster and right, faster. Right, right. Um, you know, yeah, 30 years. Who knows? Like 30 years ago, there were no smartphones. <laughs> you know, there was like what? Well, 93, 30... right? Yeah, That's no one. Crazy. I mean, no one was really using the internet at all. Yeah, right. I mean, it was there. You know, it was there, as, were there, but as it wasn't a thing just... to send emails. But it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't even, buy anything online yet. Right. Yeah. Even twenty years ago, you know, not everyone had smartphones. Right. <laughs> in two thousand three, I mean, I graduated from college in two thousand one and two thousand five, and I didn't have uh, iPhone until two thousand and ten, eleven. You know, like, it's crazy. I didn't even have a cell phone, like, my own cell phone until, like, 2006. Right. It's just, yeah, man. it's crazy. Wild, wild yeah. stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how we got off a tech tangent, but it's, it's in, well, I do know. I, I did that quote. But, yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I just think I, it's fascinating because what we do with the Art of Craftsmanship is so hands-on. It's so individual you know it's like what i make no one else can make like yeah someone else can make the same thing but it's not going to look exactly like what i made it might look really close but it's not going to be exact because i because my hand did all like a certain way and certain angle and ground and shaped and cut and you know but then i mean yeah then in in when you have like a humanoid robot around right they they can do it for you whether whether yeah you want it to or not yeah, I mean, it'll probably mostly it'd be nice to work aside as an, a shop assistant, right? A lot of the, the hand stuff you can do. Yeah, but you'll be like, "Hey, I need you to cut out like a bunch of blanks. Do this." Yeah, yeah. And you'll be like, "You got it." I'll yeah, work, it's a little I'll droids in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll work for a few hours and then come down. I'll have all these blanks out. Uh huh. And then we'll chat, listen to music, <laughs> and we'll continue. We'll both work together, like finish yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're. We're only a few steps from that because there's a there's a ton of tools that do a lot of the stuff for you, right? It's like, right? Even even as far as like using an angle grinder as opposed to using a handsaw to cut out steel, right? Like, but so then okay, you use like a CNC or a water jet to cut out all your blanks, right? Yeah, yeah. Then you have all the blanks done. Then you know maybe you have a CNC to shape all your handles. Right, and the the original one who cuts out all your blanks, they also cut all the holes in the handles and the scales, you know. And you could have a CNC grind all the bevels, you know. Yeah, it's like um, Aaron Goff, you know, his his what he makes his knives are almost a hundred percent made on machines, mm. but he's like he's making the files to tell the machines what to do, you right, know. Right. So that's yeah, but like so we're only a few steps away. And the next thing is like is the machine just knows, you know, it already has all the information that you want and you say, okay, go ahead and make these things. You know, I want to make a few more and you're like just talking to it instead of putting it in a computer, you know, instead of a file and uploading it. Yeah. It's going to be that first time when it's standing there with a knife in its hand and you're like, you're like not sure, 
but I would think by <laughs> then it would know how to comfort you. Like, like it would feel like if C-3PO yeah. had a knife. Right. You're not threatened at all. You just feel as if it's a friend or something kind and nice. And you would right. just go. It's a, I feel like we're going to feel just like, like we feel like driving a car, trusting the machine. Right. Yeah. Something could go wrong. I mean, there's a lot of electronics telling a car to shift and brake and do all these things. Right. And and you're just going to you're not it's not even going to be a a thing to be afraid of it. Right. Uh, unless until it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Until it is taking over the world and they all turn on us, but yeah, we thought we were good up until this la- this one yeah. minute on this we day. We taught and- it how to build and make knives and guns and <laughs> in 2053. <laughs> yeah, we'll be old. Like ah, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's our next generation. They can worry about it. And then we'll challenge our robots <laughs> to a ride. fight. You think you're bad enough now? <laughs> yeah, you think you could beat me? Let's go. You feel, you feel froggy? Let's Leap. go. That's <laughs> the end of the movie. You like drop all your stuff. You just got a knife. <laughs> Bring it. I was actually listening to uh, 98 Rock, which in Baltimore, that's the local kind of rock radio. And uh, they were talking about this morning, they were talking about man's old man strength and how it's like, it's not, you know, like you think, okay, like these guys who are old, you know, like Vietnam vets or whatever, they got like these crazy hands and like all this tons of grip strength. And, you know, they're, they just feel like they can lift and do things that they've always done. And, you know, they're, like and so they talked about the actual science behind that um and it's it's an efficiency of of movement or of like muscle you know it's like from years and years and years of doing the same thing it's not that like an old guy is any stronger than a younger guy it's just they know how to use their body exactly the right way to do that thing Hmm, to use the right muscles and it's and it's like it's the actual definition of muscle memory you know, it's like your your body has tuned this action so well that, you know, men, as they get older and they do the same jobs over and over again, and they can do it better and better up to a certain point, right, until your body is actually starting to fail. Right. But, you know, 40, 50, 60, you know, years old, like, you know, even even older guys who keep going, going, you know, it's it's there's a there's an efficiency that's built up over the time of your life and your body is like developed a certain type of muscle memory that it can do these things really well and even better than younger guys can because because you can use that <laughs> specific muscle so efficiently yeah, yeah it's, it's like kind of wild <laughs> learning how to tear a, uh, a phone book or something right you know there's yeah. like technique to it or 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 um, um what do you call it arm wrestling yeah there's like right. a way to leverage yourself that you could Yep. and even like the other day i was working um with some uh students from Mike and Morgan, the local colleges near where I teach. And I was working with them and we were like drilling some holes and putting some things together with wood and all with my students and just like driving a screw with a, with a driver, you know, like a electric, like just, and just that understanding the right type of pressure, the right type of force to put on it so that you can drive the screw all the way without the head spinning and without it reaming out, you know? Right. And you know, we're just drilling a hole really quickly. And they're like, how do you do that so quickly? I'm like, I just have done it so many times. I already know exactly how to push, when to push hard, when to push less, right, how right. fast to pull the trigger. Like all those things are just ingrained in me. I've driven so many screws that it's just a second nature. 
I know that when you, you start it slow and then you get it going fast and you put a little more pressure and you do it all the way, you get the momentum, you know, it's like, it's not hard. It's just a matter of doing it over and over again. It's understanding. Contro- yeah. Control. Yeah. Meets, right. meets, you know, um, skill or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that's really like when people talk about, um, you know, is it 10,000 hours to become a master at something? A lot of that is just that muscle memory, that memory of doing the same thing. You've done it so many times that it becomes second nature that you don't have to worry about making a mistake when you're, you know, using your chisel or grinding a bevel on a knife because you've done it so many times that the you, you, you mitigate the chance of mistakes by on, by, by have having had those mistakes happen so many times that you just know ways that you do things that won't make the mistake. You know, like when I'm grinding yeah, yeah, a bevel yeah. without using a jig, I'm pushing on a certain part of the blade every time and just slowly working up toward it. Because I know if I push on the wrong side of the blade, then all of a sudden I'm going to lose that bevel really quickly. And that's just out of muscle memory. And that's out of doing it, you know, a hundred times or a thousand times or whatever. Yeah. So like it, that's, yeah, and I think that's fascinating. You know, the more you do something and, and then also, I think that also translates well into learning new things, you know, you like, once, like you said, uh, you've said this before on the podcast, that like, it's like a trick. Once you know the trick, then it becomes easy. But before you know the trick, right. it's like a foreign idea. Like, how the heck did you do that? And right. you're like, oh, it's just this one little thing. Oh, okay, if I hold my hand this way or if I hammer this way or, you know, like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's just the trick. You have to know this one little thing. And if you know it, then it makes it easy. Yeah. Quote, quote unquote, easy, you know? <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. Um I don't know the tricks. Hang on, let me uh, let me plug my phone in real quick. Okay. Speaking of uh, speaking of tricks, we were Devin and I were were filming um, a couple nights ago, working on the spike part of the Gunstock War Club, and um, and I'm you know after forging enough, like I'm I'm not a blacksmith and I don't do a ton of forged knives, so. I don't, I'm, you know, I've used, I've, I've swung hammers a decent amount. So I understand the form and kind of the best way to do things. But even still, after not doing it a long time, like my hands are sore. My right hand holding my hammer was sore because I just wasn't doing it the right way. Like there was something, something wrong about the way I was holding the hammer that like my middle finger, the knuckle, (laughs) the knuckle around my middle finger was like sore for two days afterward. So maybe that was like I was pinching weird in a way, you know, like I'm trying to use the hammer, which is the way that feels the best and makes, you know, it's uh, it enables me to have the most control while swinging, but also um, taking advice from people over the years of me doing it and trying to kind of mimic the way that they have suggested you know, so there's a whole combination yeah. of things there. Like you're doing something that feels right, but also because someone else suggested it. So maybe I'm not doing it exactly right, you know? And, yeah. and yeah. so like, and maybe, or maybe it's also just that I don't, you know, swing a hammer all that often. So then when I do, when I'm forging, like after, you know, two hours or so, my hands are going to be sore because they're just not used yeah. to doing that type of repetitive motion, you know, and it was, or it was maybe cool. I just wasn't holding the hammer. Right. You know, like, and it's who knows. Yeah. You can see a little bit of him doing that on the Art of Craftsmanship Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll shoot something on the shop, and I'll be like, oh, this is kind of cool. I don't want it to just be on my personal whatever Art of Camera guy. I want it to be on the Art of Craftsmanship. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, Dustin, can you – this song is really cool. Can you start it here? 
and do this <laughs> and like pick this right here because it's like I you like, build the reel first and then you I like, mess around with direction I find yeah. the thing and then I'm like okay well I can't <laughs> but um yeah I was like oh that's this song would be good because it starts you know it's kind of fast yeah yeah green hornet Corinne was really excited about it. She's like, oh, it sounds just like the Flight of the Bumblebee, like the piano. Yep. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's really similar. You know, and it has, yeah. there's parts in the song where there's like music on top and then in the background, there's very things that sound very much like Flight of the Bumblebee. And I was like, I was like, well, it's Flight of the Bumblebee, right? And Green Hornet, it's the same. Obviously, they're relating to each other. <laughs> like, yeah, right. And then yeah. Green Hornet was, and then they use it in Kill Bill. And, yeah. And then we used it a lot, a lot. At, at Camden Yards for highlight videos or for my oh, right on. highlight videos I would build. Yeah. It always worked out perfect timing. And eventually, um, well, anyway, some people wanted it to stop. So every once in a while, it, right. comes, it comes back as a thing. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. That's great. It works. Like The people yeah. were like, I liked it. The DJ liked it. You know, we it's, it's, it's good for, like, highlights. Yeah. Dad just but told I, me he's working with the Orioles again this year. He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he um uh I was he he texted me. I was like, "Oh, it's awesome," you know. And it's funny cuz the first thing I thought was like, "Oh, cool. I could go to more games." But like you've been working there ever since. Like we could always go to as many games as we want pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't know why it was like, "Ooh, you know, now I want to get more tickets to go to games." Like more like it's going to make a difference, you know. But uh you can get as many but, as you want. Yeah. It's not a, you know, it's kind of a long haul for him now, but he's not he and he's kind of used to driving long ways for work is i don't think that bothers him yeah, yeah yeah he used to drive from your place up to hershey which was like an hour and a half so probably where he is now down to camden yard is probably gonna be like an hour and a half so yeah yeah but uh that's yeah. cool yeah. yeah um so we uh i got the covid right now or maybe <laughs> yeah maybe not now or maybe i do um, right maybe you still do you had it yeah you might still have it it was now we like, like we said before a couple of weeks ago. I'd been sick, and I kind of none of us had, none of it, none of us shook it, because it like went from me, to my wife to my daughter, right? Whatever the last thing was, and then it, they kind of had it, and we all didn't feel great, but then everyone went back to work, and then it kind of came back. Was it COVID the first time? No, I. T- oh, it was I, just like I, a normal I t- I like, a test. Yeah, 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 it was like. Well, there's a stomach bug. We knew some of it was right, from, yeah, um, from the party or whatever. Maybe had gone to a party, and, and you know, there's that we knew a stomach bug was going around. So that was all the throw right. up, and then my wife got some of that, and I got a little bit of something, and maybe something right. before that. So it was a bunch of stuff hitting at once. So I just thought it was either something left over or something else small. Um, the only thing that was different was which what you had to us was that being right. really cold at night. And having, yeah. a really, having, like, a really tough one night. Like, right. oh, really, like, that's what happened to me on Saturday after work. I went to work Saturday, right. and I came home, and I was like, because I'd been sick for two weeks, I really hadn't had anything, any alcohol or anything, you know, right. to drink. Yeah. And it was it was, it was was that, and there was the, that Chris Rock special came out. So I was, yeah, like, right. I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to watch that. It's live. It's in Baltimore, which is cool, because we're here in Maryland. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to have a drink. And then I, I had a, a Moscow Mule, which is delicious, which I love. It's yeah. just lime, ginger beer, and vodka. Really good. It's delicious, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there drinking it. I'm just really starting to feel bad. 
I was like, maybe I wasn't ready for like, maybe I'm still a little sick and I shouldn't be drinking alcohol. But I was like, I, th- I thought I was fine. I went to work and I felt good. And then I actually had one more. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to have another drink. I'm already drinking. Maybe I'm, just, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm right. just tired. I was like, whatever. <laughs> maybe it'll burn it out. <laughs> yeah, fight through. Push through. No, but then I felt yeah. way worse. And then I was like mm-hmm. sitting there after the after the special was done. I was like trying to. I like, I don't know, I'll watch YouTube or something. I just got really cold, you know, that yep. thing. And I really started to feel, it felt to me like a, a flu or something, you know? Yep, yep. And then when, as I was going to bed, I was really, really cold. And I did the kind of the same thing you did. I was like, I grabbed an extra blanket from the living room, stuff I, I never, <laughs> never do. Like, I have one small blanket that I'll throw in the bed every once in a while when it's extra yeah, cold right. outside. Yeah. I never put two blankets on. That's No, like, yeah, exactly. I sweat my ass off all night. Yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah. So I did that and, and put it on, and uh, my <laughs> wife was like, that's weird. Like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm freezing. I, and it was a really weird, like, a, a weird night of, like, weird kind of dreams yeah. of real not good sleep at all like you know mm-hmm. like waking up kind of not not being confused necessarily but just not all there you know yeah right out of it like, yeah like kind of a really funky like tough flu night like your worst night that's how i would kind of yeah when you get a fever and you know right. all that it all yeah. and you just feel weird everything it affects everything mm-hmm. it affects your brain affects the way you sleep yeah right so that's kind of what it was and then the, the next morning i was like kind of came out of it right it was on sunday and then i you know I've, I've i've felt better since and then i was and then we were we were going to shoot wednesday and we did and then right. but oh. then my wife had gotten some of it and but I, again, I just thought it was that we, we should have tested then. But I was just like, look, it's like the same stuff. And you know, you don't think about like that night of that necessarily too much. Yeah, right. Because I was like, it was just a little bit worse than the last thing I had. You know, and it definitely is not mm-hmm. as bad as the stomach bug because I'm, I'm not throwing up. Right. And and so I was just like, kind of moved on. And then, and then I let you know. I was like, well, I'm a little sniffly, and you were like, well, we're mostly going to work outside, which we did. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we'll just shoot for a couple hours. Yeah. And then we did. And then the, the next day, sure enough. Um, yes. Caitlin tested yesterday. Right, yeah. She was like, she had licorice, <laughs> red licorice. And she was like, this has like no taste. And we kind of looked oh, at no. each other. I she was like, you think? I was like, oh, hey, no. might as well take a test now. That's weird. Like, because she was like, not as stuffy you know anymore right so she like, like she had she had come out of it too quickly yeah like she had come, yeah. yeah so she was like going through it and then she had come yeah. out of it the next day but still lost her taste i was like well i can taste stuff yeah so i was like <laughs> i don't know and then she took it and she was like see she she had it it's positive and then so we had another <laughs> box and i was like all right i'll take one and sure enough it was for me too so it's it's i'm fine um yeah uh, Caitlin's fine now. She's, I mean, she had a little bit of a headache today and just wasn't feeling good. Um, my daughter was, had kind of a fever yesterday, but she's, mm. she's better today. Um, so everyone's okay now. Um, so I guess maybe tomorrow, uh, I gotta get some more, maybe I'll, uh, I'll get some more tests and, and try them out. Yeah. And like, it's, you know, at this point, because, um, 
I, I guess it's it's the unknown about COVID because it's changing so quickly, and because so many different people have different like levels of severity of symptoms. Yeah, it's hard to tell. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, I want to kind of treat it like a normal cold. You know, like okay, right. whatever. If somebody's got COVID. It's just another version of COVID. You know, another another coronavirus that's you know that's in the world now, and there's so many variations. And they're changing and. Yeah, and you want you know, to be able to just be like, no big deal. Like, I get right. sick for a day. When I feel better, I'll go to work. But, you know, like I work with like children, you know, <laughs> teenagers, and I work with yeah. tons of different people, and I'm around different people. And my coworker, you know, is a woman who's currently pregnant. You know, it's like it's hard to, um, it's hard to know and feel safe because we just don't know. You know, it's like okay, but. I didn't have it bad, so I'm just going to go. But then someone else gets something that could be like, same thing with you and Caitlin, right? She obviously has exactly what you have. Like you guys are all in the same house together. You spread the same germs, but she can't taste and you can, you know? So it's like, how is that? Like how it affects different people different ways? I feel we just got to be careful with it. Like like a, a bad flu. Like obviously when people have the flu, they don't go to work. They don't, they're not around people as right as much. Yeah. Cause they know like, oh, this is rough. You just right. have to make it a thing where, all right, stay away for a bit. When you feel better, come back in, and, and we'll, we'll get past it. But anyway, so we, yeah, um, we have it, and I'm, I, you know, I'm like I said, Saturday was the worst, and it's just kind of been better and yeah. better each day. I'm, I'm still a little stuffy, uh, and cough a little bit, but you know, not not. Yeah, not it's like much. the normal symptoms that you know just come with any type of congested. Yeah, you so, know. So yeah, dealt dealt with that. And uh, yeah, we'll see if I'm if I'm uh, you know I'll take a test tomorrow or the next day, and then hopefully right. we can get back to shooting and uh, back to normal yeah, stuff. I guess it's been well, it's Thursday, so it's been two days since we shot because we came over on Tuesday, and right. it's funny because then you you texted me the next day to let me know that you guys had taken the the COVID test and it was positive, and the night after we shot. I like I was going to bed or maybe it was even the morning when I woke up. I kind of was waking up, you know, my alarm went off and I was hitting the snooze a couple of times and, and I could feel in my throat that I had this little bit of a sore throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, like I didn't really think about it at all. I was like, okay, whatever. It's just, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's right. I, there's always like random little bits of sicknesses that come and go in our lives. It's just normal daily life. Um, but then of course, once you mentioned that it was that you guys had COVID that, so then like, then my mind's on high alert. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, what do I do? Do I, cause it was at work, you know, I was like, well, should I go home now? Or should I go get a test? And like, I don't feel anything. Like if I don't feel any symptoms, you know, and that's the other thing. It's like, you don't know because originally the very first, you know, the 2020 COVID, it was so contagious before you even knew you were sick. Right. You know, it's like, so everyone was just passing it and then you would get symptoms and it was already too late. You know, you've already, you had already gotten it and passed it on before you even, before you were the person who gave it to you, even knew you were sick. You know what I mean? That's why it's like spread so fast. Yeah. I, I yeah. That's, yeah. It's I just think we're all crazy. constantly going to be in contact with cold germs and COVID mm-hmm. germs from here on out. We just have to, when you feel symptoms and you think it's getting bad check yourself yeah. and other than that yeah yeah what you can do yeah, um, it's a... oh, they miss a few days of work that kind of sucks right 
Yeah, it has been uh, has been rough as a you know in the school system because there's so many people together. Like, there's no mask mandate anymore, and we're not doing weekly testing or anything like that. We did the first half of the year, but not anymore. Um, but you know, like the amount of people that are out has definitely increased since then, than like past years. I, I will say this: we can't go into details about the hospital and how that works, right? But they are some of the most lax. Companies mm-hmm. on the planet <laughs> about what you can do and if right. you can come in and work, it's crazy. Like I said, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but yeah, right. Of course, I, yeah. I know some things that if you think you're safe in a hospital, they <laughs> I guarantee are more lax than the company you work for now about who right. can come in and how long. They just need people to work, so right. It's really weird, and the contradictions <laughs> of like. What hospitals can work, what hospital employees can work while right. and near COVID and like what they show that they're doing, you know, like, oh, you got to, right. if, if someone has COVID, you got to go in this room and wear this, this and that and do this. And any visitor has to wear a mask. But when it comes to employees, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> some of the most lax people around, which is ridiculous, but there you go. <laughs> So maybe don't yeah, run. Yeah. Don't run to the hospital necessarily if you got COVID right away because it's not safe there. It's not. Yeah, right. It's the same as everywhere else. Yep. <laughs> like, you know. yep. It's like yeah. going to a grocery yeah. store. You, you don't know who has it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, like if a teacher doesn't go to school because they're sick, like, yeah, okay, there's a sub or there's class coverage by another teacher or something, you know, if – and that's no big deal. But like if doctors and nurses are sick, it's not like if there's not another doctor or nurse, it's not like someone can just cover it who's not qualified. Yeah, people you just know, like, people just work. Yeah, right. So you just gotta work. Yeah, they're like, Well, we need you to work even though you're sick because there's no one else to do it. You know, yeah, like people are here there are people dying, so we have yeah. to take care of the people dying. And right. for now, they're not worried about what you might give to someone or what you might have to contribute. It's we need to right. fill the hospitals with people who can, because everyone's burnt out after the last like three years. Yep. So hospitals yeah. are very lax on COVID rules. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, crazy times. But, but yeah. Anyway, we like you said, we got we got some blacksmithing done, and yeah. Yeah, it's it was it's actually I mean I I love being in the forge. I love forging. It's so much fun. And we were talking about this yesterday or when we were shooting that like my my inefficient forge is becoming more and more of a hindrance to how we're working, you know, or how I feel like I'm working. Like I want it to heat up quicker. I want it to be more efficient. I want it to you know, I want it to heat the steel up more so I can work longer as well as like the potential of forge welding, things like that. And so, you know, the, the forge that I made in the video building the forge, which is perfectly fine and a really good design was just the materials that I used weren't ideal. Like I used all hard brick for everything instead of using like hard brick for the bottom and soft brick. That's more reflective, you know, for the sides and top, which is where you want to keep all that heat in, you know, like my, right. I was just like at the end of the night after an hour and a half or two hours of forging, whatever it was we did, I was like leaning down to turn off the gas and I could just feel the heat 
radiating off of the stone just like just crazy amounts of heat coming off of the outside of the forge and that's all that heat loss that should be staying in the forge to keep that that like the forge body hot which then like then i don't have to you know burn as much um propane because it's just you just keep a little bit in there and it keeps that whole the whole area stays hot so yeah yeah i need to i need to do something right switch the bricks or we'll do a video of you building that the other forge that was sent right Uh, yeah i'll check that out or whatever or just build it and test it out and do a little or i would love to do not that you would use it but do another uh bucket forge just on video just to have it as a thing right yeah, yeah. I mean, the benefit. Cool yeah, the benefit of that is that it did heat up really well because I used a lot of refractory. Like it was a pretty thick, you know, three or four inches yeah, of yeah. of sand and plaster of Paris, which is a decent refractory. Right. And that little, you know, inside there, it worked well. You know, heat up blades really well. It's it just kind of a small thing. So yeah, I could right. make another one. You know, just a little bit bigger, or, or you know, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's a fun small forge. It was it was pretty easy for me to make, you know, and it's it didn't didn't cost much, you know, piece of four inch PVC and a an old broom handle, you know, and and then a a metal tiny like metal trash can with some bolts, you know, out the sides to put legs on, and and then just poured in some sand, which I got from a sand pit off the side of the golf course property where there's like old sand, you know, yeah. And I just, I just filtered out and mixed with plaster pair. So it was an easy, easy thing. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a, it'd be a fun project. It's like a fun project to show people how you can make something that's pretty easy to yeah, start good. with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and you know, it, like the one I made was pretty, um, it was pretty shallow, you know, it might've been five inches deep or six inches deep, but then after like putting the blade in, you might be able to heat up, you know, a four or five inch blade, maybe, you know, three and a half, like three, four to four and a half really well. Everything other than that, there were times where I had longer blades where I had to use a, uh, like a little propane torch from the outside, you know, to like shoot from the outside in to, you know, heat up the blade. So, but for, you know, for what we did originally, like making small knives and things it worked great, heated up enough to do, you know, to, to, uh, to heat treat blades out of the forge. You know, so that same that same idea could be um, could just be expanded on. You know, make it a little bit bigger, a little bit deeper, um, and you know, could it could be a decent knife making forge where you could actually put some steel in and heat it up and, and you know get it hot enough to forge as well as uh, doing heat treating. So, yeah, which you know, yeah, I did that too. You know, we we definitely used it to forge stuff. You know, I made little railroad spike knives and stuff, things like that. Yeah. So. And that was your forge for the first couple of videos. Yeah. Yeah, I liked I liked that forge and you know, that was after making the um the wok, you know, underground wok charcoal forge to do like the heat treating oh, on yeah. a, right. a couple of knives. It was like, okay, I need to step up to another thing and I just found another video or another like tutorial on how to make it and put it together, built that. And I think that'd be a, a real nice quick <laughs> quick video. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool video. I, it's funny because I, I like I hesitate to do something like that because it feels like moving backwards, you know, but but there's always people who need to know how to do something for the first time, you know, and like we've done yeah. it. So 
why not show how to do it? Like, hey, right. this is a way you can build a you forge. Can, and you, you can know? give it away or whatever. Right. Like it's, yeah, that's something it's so, too. It's so yeah. cheap. It's not costing you a lot to make. Right. Um, so right, exactly. Like we always say, like the majority of the people watching any video aren't, they, they don't know how to do any of it. Right. Like 90%. And if, because if you are a knife maker or whatever, you're not necessarily going around watching regular old other people's knife maker knife like yeah full, full knife making videos because you do your own thing right so exactly 90 95 yeah. of the people don't have any of it so you might as well right. say hey you know we never showed that like yeah right let's back up and show how, how you make yeah, it beginner people, forge yeah, you 90% know percent like, of you out there are starting yeah watching YouTube and that's videos. why yeah when people do like let's make a knife out of you know the cheapest or you know no power tools you know like people love those yeah. videos because that's what a lot of people are looking for like oh, how do i make this thing how do i how do i start you know like how do i get started you got to right. start by doing something that is accessible to everybody and that's yeah. a yeah a cheap project to have i mean you know they see when you see all these great things it's not necessarily inspiration it can be like these awesome forges and um, kilns and ovens and stuff. Right. The inspiration comes from the cool, cheap things that are right. Like, Hey, I have 75 bucks. I think I can dump into this. Yeah. You and tell me, right, I, exactly. you tell me, you know, on my Saturday, I got a little bit extra cash in my pocket. I can go make one of these like today. And by next week I can have a, like I can heat treat stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. That's what you yeah, want. I have a little forge that I could do some like, you know, some blacksmithing out of and also do some heat treating, mm -hmm. you know, knife heat treating, just right. something that can get steel hot. You know, that's not uh, not a coal forge, you know, propane forge is easy. Again, same thing, more accessible, you know, and, and also yeah. the way that the way the bucket forge works is you just take a normal propane, um, you know, just a propane torch and you put it in the side. Right. So that's the other thing, too. It's not you don't need. A burner you know you don't need like a venturi burner or a ribbon burner or something you just use that regular torch i mean that was just a regular um what's that uh try what's that brand the yellow brand um benz ben benzen, oh, benzene yeah. or something yeah. benzene or something you know it was like just that it was like a normal i mean it's still i still use that same thing eventually i just hooked it up directly to a 20 pound um, tank or a five gallon, whatever the, you know, the, the, um, the grill, uh, propane tanks are just with a hose, you know, so I wasn't hooking it to like a small tank anymore. Yeah. I was hooking it to a bigger tank, but same difference. It was still just using the burner from a, from a propane torch, it's, which uh, is nice. You know, it's all burns matic burns matic There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I still have a, uh, a image of it on my, um, on my desktop from, I guess I used a picture of it in a video. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that was like, you know, like, yeah, like you said, all those things are something that, like, I think that burns a matic. That's a nicer one, but it was like 40 bucks or something. It came with a, a cylinder, you know, like of, of propane or whatever, map gas. And then yeah. I bought, you know, uh, the bucket was 15 bucks or something. And the I bought a you know, half of whatever, you know, a couple quart thing of plaster of paris and mixed it one to one with sand and used a four inch pvc pipe from dad's house and, uh, and an old like you know one inch uh broom aluminum broom handle and that was all just to make the to make the form 
So like the PVC pipe goes in, the broom handle comes out to the side, you drill holes in it, and then you just pour the plaster of Paris and around it. And you just have that cavity with the, with the port in the side. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And like I said, I put little, like, you know, the bolts and stuff down at the bottom and had them sticking inside of the, uh, of the trash can by like two or three inches or something. And that way the plaster pairs formed around it and made the legs rigid. So the whole thing would sit up off the surface a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun know. project. <laughs> be a good video. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, and those are, it's funny because I was talking to you about this yesterday or a couple of days ago about doing um, video, a video kind of about some of those or some like shop update things, you know, some smaller, easier things that we don't think about doing videos of, but like maybe we combine them together. Not that that tour, not that the forge is like would be part of that, but something like what I did on the live stream, making the, the, just the oh, little yeah. bracket to hang the trash can, you know, those type of things are, are smaller things that like people look for that type of stuff because they, you know, they're trying to do something for the first time or like set up a shop yeah. or yep. like just looking for shop tips. I think that's why shop tip videos do well because those are things that people don't, you know, you just, you're always looking for a tip. You're always looking for something to make your life a little easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that robot to help <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. We take it all back. We love you. <laughs> AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right yeah but yeah i mean you know it's been fun I, like i said i liked i love getting out in the forge and it's been fun to do that again so it makes like anytime i start doing some blacksmithing i'm i get jazzed we gotta we have to i want to do some more stuff we have some things to do in the forge that could make good videos so it's getting a little warmer out. It makes me want to be outside, even though it was like 35 degrees out when we were shooting on, tu- on Tuesday night. But <laughs> it was nice. Oh, to be out yeah. There. Real, real quick before we wrap it up, I um I went to Home Depot because I wanted it was a specific type of like plastic rocker chair I wanted, like Anirondack mm-hmm. rocker chair, and I found mm-hmm. it. And I went nice. to go get, I went to go get it at Home Depot, and it's. They had them stacked up and wrapped in plastic. Uh, I, I guess like, and they were out in the like garden center where no one is during the winter, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I just, I was like, ah, I was going to go in and ask someone. I was like, ah, maybe not. I'll just wait. So well, what I want it for, I want a chair or I want two chairs over by, by the field. Right. Just to sit and, and chill. Yeah. And so I wanted some nice, I was like, well, I'll get two Anirondack because I love those. Yeah, a yeah. comfortable one, like it, it's hard to beat. But then I was like, well, maybe I'll get a plastic one. And a lot of them are kind of uh, chintzy, kind of not great. Right. Yeah. Um, and especially with plastic chairs, it's like the Anirondacks. They have all that weight on the leaning back on the back two legs. You know what I mean? Because that's the whole point of the thing is to kind of be reclined. Yep. So it's like. I don't trust those plastic legs. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, you like you lean back a little too much, or you push up to like stretch your back, and all of a sudden those legs bump out. Like, yeah, you like, pop, pop. You're like, oh, you're boy. Like, oh. <laughs> you have to jump up a little bit to get them back under you. Right. They splay out and split. <laughs> so I'm not. But then I found these. The one that has it's a big, heavy duty plastic one, and it's connected because it's got like rockers on the bottom. So that just oh, nice. that yeah. connects all the legs together. I was like, that's really nice. all you need. So yeah. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll do like a store pickup because then, then it gives them it gives them an hours because it says like we have fifteen in stock and they do they're just stacked up wrapped in plastic outside 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'll just do that, and I'll, they'll have to get one down for me. Was it like up on a, you know, like a pallet, pallet racking type thing, or was it just... yeah? Well, there was a bunch of pallets, plastic yeah. pallets with a bunch of chairs on them, with like all their different chairs. Right. Yeah. They just, they just, yeah. They're not displaying them yet. So, right. But I, I had found the one. I couldn't really get up to the top to like, even if I could cut it out, cut the plastic out around it and grab it. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just wait. I have a, I have a weird question for you. Uh, Has yeah. completely nothing to do with anything that we've been talking about. <laughs> you ever, you ever uh, sleep with socks on? I have, but I don't. Yeah, I don't either. For some reason, <laughs> last night I did. I, I don't know why. Like I fell asleep on the couch and woke up at like two o'clock in the morning. And like, it was like getting undressed, like hat, you know, all groggy, like uh, getting yeah. in bed, and just like didn't, just didn't have the des- motivation to reach down and take my socks off. <laughs> so I just slept with my socks on. It was weird. That is that's like, so weird. Although like I don't Question. normally, I don't get like hot feet. You know, like a lot of people will like put their feet out to like cool themselves down. I that I don't ever get really hot feet. So that's, you know, but like, the only time I mean there are times that I will wear socks to, to bed, but. Not, not in the last like twenty five years. I've done it in my own bed. You know, I'll do it when I'm camping when it's really cold. Yeah, you know, yeah, like keep socks say. on. I've done it you know? camping. Yeah, when you just like you take your boots off and you just tuck in. You know, like you're wearing like a lot of your clothes. You know, it's like ah, just go right. In. Yeah. yeah, make your camp. I had socks on. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, slept with everything. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It was just I no, just thought about no, it. No, I don't do that. Yeah, I just I was like looking down on my feet. I was like, yeah, oh, hello socks. Because I because I did. I just woke up in the morning, put my pants on, and <laughs> but when she was like, socks were already on. I was good to go. <laughs> Ease of use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that was no, the, that was the no. I uh, <laughs> I wear boxers, and that's it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I can't I can't wear anything. <laughs> it's just like I'm hot enough. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, I, just my boxers and a sheet, and even still, I'll sweat sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got my fan. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, I have a fun recommendation. So it's it's uh, getting back to the time of year where sailing is starting to get back into my into my guise of like of interest and excitement because we, we about go. a, got about a month to go before sailing season starts back up and um, and shooting been, season slows down. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, I've been I've been uh, like listening to more sailing podcasts and uh, talking to you know Drew and Charles who are the co-captains of our boat and like getting things ready and planned for the new season coming up and um, and I have been watching and this is not because it's close to sailing season but because we're in the middle of the ocean race so each I think it's each year maybe it's every couple years. There's the ocean race, which used to be called the Volvo Ocean Race, mm-hmm. but it's um, you know international teams from all over the world that race around the world, and uh, they just left ten ten days ago. They left um, South Africa, the, the the southern tip of South Africa, which is uh, Cape Town. They went into Cape Town and they left Cape Town, and they're and they're sailing thirty days around the Southern Ocean to. Uh, somewhere in South America, I think it is, or no, it's not. Where is it? There, I forget. Maybe it is. They're like literally, like they showed it on a globe. They're like 
sailing south toward Antarctica and then around Antarctica and then back up to South America. So they're going from South Africa to South America and they're skipping all of like Australia, the whole Pacific Ocean. <laughs> they're like all in the Southern Ocean going back up to South America. And it's not like it's not a crazy extra amount of distance because you're sailing so far south around the globe. You know, it's like crazy. But there but um, the there's a um, YouTube channel called The Ocean Race. And it's all about, you know, it's all, it's like following the thing. And, and the videos are really well done. They're putting them out every couple of days and they're, they'll update you. And, and there's camera people on all the boats. There are, there are five different um, crews. There are five different boats from different places. 11th Hour Racing is the one who is the USA sponsored team. There's like a Germany team. There's a Europe team. There's a bunch of, you know, they're all big sponsors and stuff. But on each boat, I think there are like two cameramen as well as I think a crew of five, I believe. And these are nice. a, what are called a mocha, a mocha fifties. And they're, so the 50 foot boats, they're foiling sailboats. They have foils. So basically they can get up out of the, out of, out of the water and just fly, you know, 20, yeah. 30 knots, just yeah. crazy. Um, but it's really cool. It's just fun to follow along. And, and, you know, if you're into racing, if you're into sailing, of course it's cool. But if, you know, if you're not, it's just a, the amount of talent and and dedication it's like it's a feat of of like de- devotion and strength and and courage <laughs> yeah, yeah. to like the southern ocean is just notoriously crazy with like high yeah. winds and big waves and and that's where they are now so they've been and they're i mean it's it's wild there's you know there are all these professional teams and one team had to bow out because the bottom of their boat was delaminating from just constant shock, you know? So like bang, 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 like it was like starting to come apart. So they had to turn around and sail back to South Africa and they're going to skip the, this leg and start back up in Brazil or something. Like, I don't know how that works. I guess they take a certain loss of points or something and, <laughs> right. and like different things like there's sails that are breaking and stuff. It's just crazy. The amount of like torture, like torture tests that these boats take and the people take and, and how they have to solve problems on the way. It's, it's super fun to watch, but I'm, I was, I'm really impressed with the production value of the videos they are putting out every, you know, every couple of days, just following along with the race. So it's really cool. It's a fun, like adventure to follow along with, and they do a good job of capturing it and, and making it fun and dramatic and, you know, and, and a little different each time. So check it out. It's the, uh, again, the ocean race on YouTube and you can follow along. They have like 20 more days in the Southern ocean before they get back to South, South America. So, that's cool. Every couple of days. Yeah. That's like, um, yeah, if you can show like, like everything that anyone gets into, are going to have like interesting bits and dramatic bits. And right. if you can show that and, and put that forward to people, you can make most things interesting. Like, right. Like how F1 now has drive to survive. Um, they do a show every season, like 10 episodes and they go over the whole F1 um yeah the year right. before the whole the whole thing and mm-hmm. um formula one racing yeah, yeah yeah it's great it's so good um mm-hmm. but yeah you get so many more fans that way because you, you right. bring people in tell them what they need to know give them a little bit of drama show oh these are the stories that are happening this is what we're looking at this is why these guys are better this is why these guys are worse and who's who's going for who like that's what you right. want to know and you get that bit then you're like you're halfway there or like, like being entertained by it. Like, Oh cool. You gave me everything I need to know. Like it's like so, having someone next to you.
talking about, oh, this is why this is cool. And, oh, see, that guy, that guy does this. and Or this team, this team last year, they couldn't, and now they're coming back for this, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to be super into it or interested in it. It's just about how well it can be presented to you, you know, yeah, and it's, and just kept interesting, you know, because there are tons of interesting things and all those things. It's just yeah. real life and people doing these like fantastic things that are above and beyond what mm-hmm. normal people do in everyday life. So it's like, it's just like reading a story or reading a book, you know, you're like following along the excitement and you're hoping that they keep you enthralled with exciting things that happen. And you know, the fact that they can do that. And, and a lot of that is, because this is such a like, you know, we're following along extreme sports. So extreme things happen right. in extreme sports, right. you know, right. that's the reason why it's called an extreme sport. And it's just the top professionals in the world that do it. But, oh yeah. Cool. Um, cool. My, uh, you inspired me <laughs> to do a ocean, a ocean oh, okay. suge- a recommendation. Um, there's a, a documentary, or not documentary, or it's a YouTube documentary, or someone just, mm-hmm. a YouTube video, and called The Incredible Calypso, uh, Jacques Cousteau's um, boat. Um, yeah. Calum uh, is the channel, the guy, I guess, C-A-L-U-M. I haven't seen, really, I haven't seen any of his other things, and I'm not sure how I stumbled upon that. I was probably watching some about boats, but not that. Um, right. But I had... <laughs> No, no, I don't think I've ever seen a Jacques Cousteau like a full documentary. I know the name, right? I know yeah. like some of the footage. I get the thing. I kind of, kind of knew what he did. You know, like s- late sixties, seventies, early eighties, like making going right. around the globe, making nature documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize. I think what I call from it was like he invented the Aqualong. So he was some of the the first uh. footage and the gear that they brought down in the forties or fifties or whatever it was, maybe it was sixties, but it was like some of the first footage of that type of thing. So it seemed like this amazing thing, like going down deep and getting into areas that no one else could and shooting these great films of that type of stuff. And another thing I had no idea was how much, um, the movie, uh, life aquatic is based on Jacques Cousteau. Now I knew that was, I, I, like again, I had that in the back of my head. Like right. I kind of remember the red hats, and like I know he's like a filmmaker, but like the boat, all the having all the gadgets on board, having uh-huh. a crew of like adventurers, like that was Jacques <laughs> Cousteau, and that was like their the the boat he had was pretty amazing. The way they set it up and had all these things, a helicopter on it, and a submarine that he designed, and you could edit right on the boat. And you had had all this like film crew and, and, and you had you had. Oh, and he, he built a false um, bow or is it right? That's the front of the boat, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. With the observation bubble thing underwater, <laughs> just like in uh, Life Aquatic. Like, I was like, oh, right. So, and, <laughs> all this and, stuff. It makes sense now. Yeah. And in the book, there's a book that the guy references. There's a fold out diagram of a cut a cross-section drawing of the Calypso. Of the boat. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, that's uh, that's definitely where he got it from. Right. That, like, let me show this cool, and there's even like a poster of that for Life Aquatic, where it's just right. the boat in Life Aquatic. 
Yeah. And it's like the same type of drawing, same type of colors, like the yellows and the reds and stuff like, uh-huh. and the red beanies and all that type of stuff. I mean, yeah. <laughs> even down to the point where I think Jacques Cousteau's son dies in like a plane crash. Oh, and there's also another person who dies in like a helicopter crash in Life Aquatic. I won't spoil it for you guys, but right, yeah. I was like, whoa! <laughs> like it blew it's me away so much. Yeah, I mean, at the end of Life Aquatic, they have like a picture of Jacques Cousteau, and it's like you know, mm-hmm. in memory of Jacques Cousteau, blah 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 blah. Right, right. But yeah, yeah, and and you know, same same as you. Like I've never seen the Jacques Cousteau documentary, but after seeing Life Aquatic, and that's like one of my one of my i would say within the top probably my top 20 favorite movies ever like i love life aquatic yeah i love bill murray and that's just like a great combination of him being his dry humor and all the fun wes anderson stuff right 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 um but like yeah like after i seeing that i did more like looking into jacques Cousteau and realized like how how close they were i was like oh this is really funny but i didn't yeah i haven't i haven't looked at it too as much as you you're talking about right now that's crazy yeah you gotta watch the documentary's great it's it's, oh, so, great. it's so much fun. Yeah, all the all the trips Calypso. he did, and and how they they found the boat, and and it's an old World War II boat, and it's wooden yeah. actually. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> uh, so it's an old American-made wooden boat that was sent over. It was a minesweeper, and right, then, yeah. um, then it was then the English sold it because it was one of the ones that were supposed to go to England, and then the French bought it for something, and then. Eventually, Shaku still found it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Well, that's there are a lot of um, a lot of boats that were uh, requisitioned for mine and for like submarine hunting mm-hmm. boats because they were and a lot of smaller ones. I don't know how big that well, one is. This one is it's like, pretty big. It, I think it yeah. was specifically made in World War II for that. Gotcha. Yeah. But then it was changed to a couple different things. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually just listening to a podcast called On the Wind, and they were talking about um, a boat. Uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it was it it had that part of the story was that that it was you know it was a submarine hunter at one point during World War II or whatever you know that it was it had yeah, been requisitioned yeah. for a couple of years and then you know sent back or whatever. Right. It's kind of cool. Had, I mean, you had this huge. Um surplus of all that stuff after the war's over so mm-hmm. they, they were selling them off like crazy but yeah just the amount of like gadgets and things they came up with it's just like the movie yeah. like they had a um in the middle of the boat they have a access where you can go down and scuba straight down through the boat there's like oh, a hatch in the bottom so no one has to know <laughs> that you're like poking around <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's so good yeah what yeah, a what a fun what a fun like adventurer you know like oh, yeah and yeah and the things they did cool was dude. great they would just go to an area and then I mean yeah they did everything they shot nature yeah. documentary stuff they looked for treasure they went to wrecks yeah. were some of the first people to actually be able to go down and spend a lot of time around wrecks because all of, all the um, aqua lung or scuba equipment they had like mm-hmm. really interesting stuff he was always trying to be like on the edge of of uh, technology what yeah innovative it's awesome yeah yeah i have uh i have a couple red hats because inspired from that movie (laughs) like i remember like my buddy steve from college you know i was called steve z and stuff like i bought him a red hat i was like here's steve z 
you got our red hats from Life Aquatic. <laughs> yes, yeah, and then you so know, good, so, so good. yeah, it's funny. You should you should check it out. It's great. The uh, the incredible Calypso on Callum on YouTube. Cool. I'll put that in the show notes. Cool. All right, man. All right, everybody. Well, it's been a blast. You know, we talked about some odd stuff this week, but that's how it goes. You know. AI and <laughs> how AI. how AI is taking over the world. <laughs> AI, COVID, and Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, right. Although I heard someone say like AI isn't really AI yet. You know, it's really just a database of. It's just a way to access all the information that it can like. Yeah, yeah. Rearrange what, it, but it is like say. yeah. So it's not like completely independently thinking. It's just a. It's it's just a way that it can pull everything all. All the knowledge that we use and process it into something. Well, yeah, different. But, but but I mean, once once it's been programmed when, to do once that. it can convince you, once it can talk to you in a convincing way and and answer your questions, which it almost can. Then what is like? Then you're going into the right. question like, how far does it have to be? Does it have to create itself, or can it just be a? I mean, once I'm talking to it, I, I will feel like it's its own thing. Right. Yeah. Because exactly. I mean, we're. As human, we're just pooling up old data we have in our brains. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Right. Same thing. Yeah. Everything we're talking is just pulled from some other reference that we learned from somewhere else. Yeah, we've learned from somewhere else. We're just a lot slower bringing it up and (laughs) and crappier at doing it. (laughs) And we just like fade away and die. Our cells are just getting worse and worse over time. We forget stuff all the time. We can't recall things. We're all... (laughs) are really shitty computers yeah we're really bad at it so they're just gonna i'm telling you we're all gonna have buddies in, in by the time we're old helping us out and working the shop my buddy <laughs> my buddy <Cool>. yeah. <laughs> yeah the first uh, little ai dudes that and teddy ruxpin teddy Hello. <laughs> didn't you have one no i didn't have one I feel yeah. like maybe like Freddie or Jesse or maybe one of our cousins or somebody had one. I feel like someone had one. I think Nicole had one. She definitely had one. She loved it. She would read books to her. It was the best thing she could have thought of. Like <laughs> she's like, I'll read myself. You read to me. It's great. I can do only... two books at once. <laughs> the coolest thing I, I had was uh, <laughs> you remember that that stand up robot that was also a tape player, and you could put the oh, tapes in its chest, and then I it would so. it was a choose your own adventure. So it would, get to, it, it would read you the thing and then get to a point and be like, which way do you want to go? And you pick <laughs> A, B, C, or D, and then it would it would, it would, would go to that point and continue to read. <laughs> That's awesome. That You're great. fast-forwarding, rewinding. Yeah, so you had these stories, you know, <laughs> on, on little um, on tape cassettes. Mini cassettes, yeah, right. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, Corinne had a, like, this robot like that could balance it was you know had like a gyroscope so it could balance and like walk around when it, or like or like roll around its feet and then do little handstands and stuff it was crazy and it would talk to you and and do this little guard thing where it would get down on all fours and then like if you walked close to it it'd be like it'd be like, like growl at you and move forward and stuff it was, <laughs> it was like protection mode and stuff it was crazy she was i forget what it was called but i remember she was like for Christmas one year, she was like, for Santa, she was like, I want a monkey robot. And we were like, what the heck are you talking oh, about? Right. And then yeah. we saw, you know, we mm-hmm. we found it, whatever it was, like some commercial. We, it was cool. And it was it was a fun little toy to play with. But yeah. it was wild. <laughs> That'll be her. She's like, yeah, I don't know. And, and it's funny because that 
technology is not all that far off from like Teddy Ruxpin. You know, it's like pretty, it's really similar. It's just pre-programmed in there, you know, it's like that jump isn't that much, but like, we'll see what happens when she has, you know, when Corinne has a daughter in, you know, whatever, 15 years or something. Oh yeah. It's going to be like AI, the movie. Yeah, exactly. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Oi. Wow, wild stuff. All right. <laughs> it's crazy to think about, but it's yeah, it's funny. Everyone everyone's doing it. everyone's like trying it out. And now now you jumped on the bandwagon. We can we can listen <laughs> back to this and be like, ah, oh, that's so yeah, funny. I'll laugh with my robot friend. <laughs> and laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh this is uh it's my birthday episode, even though it's not my birthday, it's episode one hundred and twenty two, which is my birthday, January twenty second. <laughs> episode 122 uh thank you guys so much make sure you uh don't forget to head over to patreon.com and if you uh join us there as patrons then you can get access to uh discord and behind the scenes stuff on patreon support the channel if you want to and support the podcast and um you can always the main thing is head over to youtube and subscribe and like and check out the videos and let us know what you think um, put some comments in make sure you check out um some of those questions videos and if you have questions that pertain to the podcast or something you want us to address let us know in the comments there or even let us know in dms on instagram where you can find us there as uh the art of cam the the art of camera guy and the art of craftsmanship and uh yeah just uh just be part of the community that's what we like that's fun we like hearing people and uh was it i i posted something recently what did i post I did something that had the question. Oh, the uh, <laughs> I, on Instagram I posted. I found the 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 screw to the oh, to yeah. the the Wilton bullet vice that I had lost, and it was funny. You and I were shooting on Tuesday, and I found the little the washer that I was looking for when I found the screw. Because <laughs> like I was looking right. for one piece of hardware, and I found another piece of hardware, so I found the screw that was that we had missed for the Wilton Bullet Vice, and then I found the washer too. I was like, hey, that was the washer I was looking for. So they all come and go, but yeah, yeah. You, knew, you know, turn up sometime. Yeah, and then I I posted that to Instagram, and and uh, I had a guy reach out, and you know, I said if anybody can tell me what this is from, they oh, you know, true. let me know. And so so that's that fun crossover between you know YouTube and Instagram, the podcast. They all it's all the same thing. So. But we like the community, so everybody, you know, it's fun to fun to hang out and chat with everybody and, uh, and you know, build the community. So build it wherever, if that's Instagram or YouTube or here, we appreciate it. All right, everybody, that's all for tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.